0: This is Fight Together, a mini-series presented by the One Piece Podcast. My name is Zach. In this series, we will explore the major themes, stories, influences, and ideas in One Piece, as well as the reverberations it has made in the real world. We will not shy away from the uncomfortable here. We will critique and criticize, and we will explore topics that polarize. We hope you listen with open minds and open hearts. This is episode one race and politics. Hey everyone, we're here to talk about some very different, but important subjects related to One Piece. Uh, And this is part of a One Piece podcast mini series, hopefully. My name is Zach and I'm joined here by uh, Rick and Morty and T Titans goes uh, Brian Newton. How's it going, Brian?
1: Hi, Zach. How you doing?
0: Good. Uh, and returning uh, it's been a little while, I think. Uh Godzwell Uqua is uh, joining us. How's it going, Godswill?
2: It's uh, as good as it is, you know. Happy yeah. to be here though.
0: Yeah, I know. Happy to have you here. And uh, finally, uh, our former writer, current contributor, Jill Knight is uh, with us. How's it going, Jill?
3: Uh, it's like I said, good as good as it can be right now. I'm happy to be on. Yeah, um. So part of our discussion,
0: and and this is something, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. You've wanted to do for a while, kind of to talk about the political influences in One Piece.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, we briefly had this conversation during a uh, uh, which anime uh uh convention panel. It was the one in Cleveland.
0: Oh, uh, MatsuriCon.
1: MatsuriCon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we briefly kind of touched upon this when we start like ranking arcs and talking about the arc significance. I remember uh, uh, Joe was on this one too. Amazon Lily and Fishman Island being like yeah. part of contention because they're not often viewed as the best arcs, but I think they have some of the the most interesting this, things to say politically.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think we should just start out with this. One Piece is an overtly political series. I think. Is there any disagreement there? No. No, it anyone has, who says
3: otherwise, I, I don't know what they're reading. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think it's anything that Oda is trying to hide. Uh, he has things to say, and uh, he wants you to hear them. And um, so we're going to be talking about a, a lot of that uh, today. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about first, I, I think I I put this as part of our tweet with, with everything going on today, um, how... One Piece is inspired by historical figures and, and also ha- is going on to, I think, inspire a lot of, hopefully, uh, future historical figures and how they think and also inspired by um, a-, a lot of people who've uh, changed the world for better and for worse. So, um, Brian, I want to start with you and just, like on, on a, I guess, on a personal level, um, what political ideas i want i want to keep this still kind of general um you know hit you more personally
1: yeah uh i think the first real hit i got in one piece was happened to be during the drum island arc uh actually no i take that back uh (laughs) actually it was arlong straight up yeah uh one, one of the most important things i found from the character in arlong is the fact that he kept talking about how superior the fishman uh, the fishman race was in comparison to the human race of uh, the humans and it was like you guys can't breathe underwater we're 10 times stronger than you what can humans do was always like his uh, his little mantra and even at that time like starting to read the series in east blue i'm kind of like i don't see that many fishmen around you got in like all the authoritarian structures seem to be mostly human so i don't <laughs> know what that's about <laughs> but <laughs> But immediately, I recognize the like it's it's a trope. It's not a real thing, but people use it. Reverse racism is what is what I thought about for Arlong because I recognize the fact that he's trying to prop himself up because he felt oppressed and demoralized one way, and the way he thought to do that was to bring other people down. That was an immediate thing I took from Arlong, and even from his dress, he reminded me of a character from. If you haven't seen the movie Hotel Rwanda, about the Rwandan genocide, there's a there's a character in that movie who's basically a like, uh, he's fomenting the genocide against I think the the Hutus. I might be getting that wrong, so don't quote me on which side was doing committing the genocide against the other side. But he was this like very charismatic. A radio DJ who's supplying weapons for the group that was oppressing the other group. And he often wore, like, a, in the movie, he wore, like, a Hawaiian shirt.
4: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I know so who you're when, about.
1: yeah. So, whenever I read Arlong, I thought of that character. I'm like, you're just enacting oppression against another group because you felt impressed, and, and, because you were oppressed yourself. Mm-hmm. And I felt extra validated from that opinion when we got to uh, Shabadi. And the, uh, the overt oppression of like fishmen on that island. And we saw or that archipelago where we saw like Hachi, uh, who used to be a part of Arlong's crew, wanting to be a part of the human world. And one of the uh, symbolics of nature that was the Shabadi Park, which Arlong modeled Arlong Park after. So I found like even back then, I'm like, there's smart things going on with how race and uh, prejudice work in the series and how it like mutates and kind of even like corrupts individuals and corrupts a message. I found fascinating in our, mm. uh, in one piece back then.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Godswell, Do you want
2: to, I mean, no, like I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like where even like the first time watching the series, um, like a impression on me pretty heavily, um, you know, from Arlong park, you know, like I got my own, uh, Sun pirate tattoo because of how heavy that arc was for me. Like where, like I just watching it the first time as a college student, I was like, "Oh wow, this is Martin Luther King and Malcolm X right here." You know, <laughs> like uh, this is you know like a whole race of people who are being uh, downtrodden, and you know, I, I get you know like their 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 want for revenge, you know, but now these guys have took taken it too far. um and not even just with them, but, like, the multiple races that are in the world of One Piece, but then how there is a complex racial structure uh, with these races, you know, like, even seeing uh, people taken as spectacle, even though that's what they are, you know, long-armed people. Like, it seems like um, they've been taken into spectacle. And, like, I just love, like, how Oda, like, has has been um, pretty deliberate with his, his use of race and... Um, the culture in the world of one piece like it's uh it's it's blaring and it's sort of ba- that is it's, it's uh baffling like when people say they they don't believe <laughs> that oda is trying to say something political it's just sort of like what are you talking about like it's it, it's in every arc every arc is heavy and has something to do with a real world situation it, race being a very important one at least in my opinion like maybe i'm wrong maybe I'm yeah. Wrong.
1: I just thought of something as you were mentioning the long arms being a a spectacle for
4: Mm -hmm.
2: people
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. is the fact that like the main long arm characters we've seen all involve entertainment. Yeah. Scratch man, the managers who are managing. If you think about like how, uh, especially in America, I mean, this probably plays through other cultures, but like in America, like black people being seen as like minstrels and like the minstrel show entertainment and how we're always viewed as, we as black folk often views as like entertainers, athletes. And part of that comes from a racialized history of where it was like our only creative outlet. It's like you either work in the fields or you can like play in the master's house
4: mm-hmm.
1: or like if you saw in Django blood sport. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, that's, I, I just thought of that. As you said, that. I was like, Oh yeah, all the long arms are fucking in entertainment. It's I didn't crazy. realize that either. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you're right. I can't think of any, that aren't, um, the long leg. I guess uh, we don't know very much about, old,
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. even even Ideo, who's a long arm, and he's like oh, yeah. a professional fighter. Oh wow! Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I didn't think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a. We don't no, see that's many
3: a, of them.
2: No.
1: Yeah, that's but like few that we have seen, right? Yeah, that's a great, yeah, but but, great
2: way but to that play. means that's
1: a that's a concerted effort that he's like. These are all people who are spectacles, like you said.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I would even add on to what you guys have said, like the, the world of one piece is like, you're not entering this fantasy world where everything's okay. Uh, things are really, really broken. Um, and, and you know, a lot of like the, the worst injustices in this world also exist in that world. I mean, you have slavery, you have genocide, you have, um, oppression and injustice and, and all of those things, you know, exist in, in that world too. Um, and there's, there's something that makes that makes you connect. I think more with, with a story that kind of gives you that like unvarnished look I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, I agree. Cause it yeah. makes like one of the reasons why Arlong's such a great and captivating villain, even in comparison to Hody Jones is like, he's about something that you kind of like, Ooh, that's wrong. Yeah kind of yeah. get it though. <laughs> i yeah. kind of understand yeah. and like an, another example i was going to mention is drum uh Waple being like one of the worst villains possible because he's literally denying people health care and where <laughs> have we seen that in our
0: society <laughs> look look <laughs> has unfortunately become the most relevant character i think in one piece <laughs> yeah. uh which I've, i know that you talking got, about.
1: zach you got to think about the insurance companies how else they gonna <laughs> make a living
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, limit the amount of doctors that are available, although that hasn't quite happened yet, I guess. Um, Oh, no, but (laughs) what was it? Like, the whole dynamic, not to get too off the track here, I guess it's related, Um, the whole dynamic between Dalton and Waple feels like just a lot of the United States today yelling at its government, Um, Uh like, looking... And especially, like, it hits even harder, the Drum Island stuff, because it's, um, I mean, I, I hope I'm not reading too much into it, but the idea of, like, a, a corrupt government um, not realizing it's corruption and its citizens not really being able to do anything and trying to find a moral cure in addition to, like, just a regular cure and how that arc kind of ends with the cherry blossoms and, like, the wapple literally being thrown out of the country... Um, or yeah. a, uh, yeah. a
1: pathetic coward, he ran. He, it's not like he people were able to. He, it's like he, he, he ran just...
0: into some sort of bunker or something. It's <laughs> the opposite. But.
3: Yeah, he he ran just from uh from Blackbeard's crew. So he ran when yeah. the going gets tough. But as soon as his his island was safe for him again, he came back. Just so it's it's just a complete Oda is very very clear on. He believes that and you can have your thoughts on what monarchies but monarchy in one piece is it's like a fairy tale it is what it There, pretty much all the governments are monarchies almost mm-hmm. um but he's very clear that his idea on a good government a good monarchy is one who cares for the people and puts them before themselves and waple is the complete opposite of that
1: and yeah. in, in most situations the people are the ones advocating for whatever specific monarch they want yeah. So it's a democracy in a way even though we don't see people checking ballots. Yeah. Although and
0: Dalton is one of the few examples we were talking a little bit before the show about it, but like Dalton's one of the few examples of I guess a democracy because he was basically elected in by uh consensus. Um mm-hmm. versus Wobble, who was not
3: Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to like people electing or like putting their faith in their leaders in One Piece, um uh Alabasta is a of alabasta is it's a revolution it's it's people fighting against the monarchy that they believe has betrayed them so Mm -hmm. citizen versus citizen but it is this on high power that is manipulating everything and turning everyone against each other
1: yeah and a quick aside to just the current political content we are in at the moment it's the reason why the people had to rebel against that monarchy because they thought like when the when the state enacts force and power against their citizens there's only so much people can take and if you remember crocodile's whole plan was to um I can't think of the word right now but to deface to get people to discredit the monarchy yeah. so he had he had right. his agents like plant weapons he had his agents uh literally pose as the king to commit like crimes and the people were like what like how many situations did he create where the people were like why are you doing this King cobra we trusted you you're supposed to protect us and he keeps they keep having their fate stabbed in the face and at some point Coza and the others were like all right enough of this 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 uh this world well, sure still- not yeah.
0: I don't yeah, know whether a- we should be glad or disappointed that Mr. Two's devil fruit doesn't exist in the real world. Um, cause that could <laughs> cause some havoc. I guess that's what oh. real fakes are now. Uh, the, deep, not fake. the deep fakes, real fakes. <clears throat> you know, same yeah, thing.
3: Um, <laughs> as you're saying, it's kind of like um, how once again, we get that theme in um, dress Rosa where King Riku absolutely believes in peace. He wants his people to be happy. Um, he doesn't want them to have to fight even in the new world. Um, and mm-hmm. then Doflamingo comes in and, literally controls him not only yep. does he like threaten him into making the people give all their money to riku who and they still believed in him because they knew of him as this kind mm-hmm. king who believed in the people above hand but they only really fought back when king riku was physically being controlled into attacking when that's their only choice was to attack back
1: yeah, that panel where he's like, Somebody kill me while riding on his horse and slaughtering his civilians is one of the most heartbreaking panels in the There's, series. honestly.
0: I look I have my problems with Dress Rosa, but there are some really like standout really heartbreaking scenes. That one, uh on a non political note, Kiros uh holding his dead wife who doesn't remember him, oh. you know, before a- she and passes and away. his silent
3: yeah, like the silent, the uh, min- silent majority, silent minority of these toys who mm. know everything that's going yeah. on, but no one can hear them. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a really good, that's a really powerful moment because it's like they went along with this. The toys they went along with this structure because they had no choice. Yeah, right. It's like no one, no one remembers us. No one believes us. When we do get out of line, we get shoved down into the hole.
0: <laughs> so I I think this is a good time. Let's. So, Brian, you set forth some uh, really interesting discussion topics, in my opinion. Interesting. Um, so, do you want to do you want to start out? Um, I, which one did you want to start out with? Now I don't uh, remember.
1: Let's start with the uh, race and prejudice.
0: Race and prejudice. So, let's talk about um, how that's reflected in in One Piece and in the real world and all of that.
1: Yeah, uh, briefly kind of touched upon it, mentioning Arlong Park and Shabody, but I think the arc. That most crystallizes this idea is, of course, Fishman Island. Uh, uh, obviously, the parallels of uh, Fisher Tiger and Odahime weren't lost to anyone. Most people kind of pointed out the, uh, uh, the Martin Luther King and Malcolm X parallels between their different ideologies. Uh, Odahime wanted to find coexistence, peaceful coexistence with the humans. Uh, and hopefully for the Fishmen to immigrate onto the, into the light, into the surface world. Uh, and then, uh, Fisher Tiger wanted to. His was more like a strike back, a more of like a retaliation against the injustices that the fishermen have suffered. More like we can't live in peaceful coexistence, so we just have to make sure we defend ourselves.
4: Especially since he ha-
0: personally went through that strife.
1: Right. Uh, as, a, as a former as a slave. slave. Yeah. yeah which is mm-hmm. a great reveal. I did not see that coming when it got initially, uh, dropped. But, uh, but his is also it's a self-defensive meaning, which you think about like um uh, malcolm x who said by any means necessary the black panthers who were literally a defense force against like a uh, brutal corrupt cops they're mm-hmm. like we can we're we are american citizens we're allowed to be armed and we're allowed to watch police action and make sure nothing gets out of hand because it's g- on, gone out of hand too often in our communities mm-hmm. uh so they had the active stance the fishman did is saying like hey we're not going to kill humans because we don't want to be like you because we know how you treat us. So we're going to be better than you in that sense, but we have to defend ourselves. Uh, another obvious parallel with uh, Fisher Tiger, <laughs> I've seen like numerous people do this, is uh, Che Guevara, who was uh, one of the communist uh, Marxist revolutionary leaders who helped liberate Cuba. And like the fact that Fisherman Tiger went up to the Holy Land to he was initially he went up to holy land and was caught right
0: he i'm uh, trying to remember i should i should pull that because yeah,
1: because there there's the there's the story we were told and then it was the actual right. truth and, I yeah, and i'm trying which, to remember which is which yeah yeah but like at one point he ends up as a slave for a while and then frees himself thus also liberating uh Boa hancock and her sisters and a lot right. of other people from right. the world nobles so that, I don't remember why he went liber- to
0: Mar. I, I I don't remember if he was captured and went to Marajó because of that, or if he went there and then got captured. That's the only yeah. thing I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I forgot that too. But he was an adventurer, and he just he got caught and turned into a slave. But then he became the liberator of uh, of the slaves, which is also very powerful. Uh, but yeah, like the the prejudice against the fishmen, like uh, a big theme in. Uh, uh, fisherman islands the fact that it's it's based on fear and unknowing so once otahime's uh goal was like once humans get to know us they'll no longer fear us and that's basically her trying to convince her civil uh her citizens to sign petitions that they can eventually move up to the surface world which is very similar to uh the civil rights marches where we were getting uh we had like uh african americans in this country black people in this country were trying to gain their rights through civil action through uh protests through uh uh I, I can't ballot measures to like get the right to vote to like uh desegregate schools yeah so all this oda's very good and like oda's very good about pulling a uh, references from real historical events to inform his fantasy, to inform his narrative. And that's why a lot of these things resonate resonate with people and why it makes his storytelling better. If you look at if you compare it to other series where they don't draw from anything like noteworthy or real, it feels very shallow. But Oda draws things from like and also from uh the colonialization of the indigenous people in this country with Skypea. Yeah. He yeah, he draws from deeper narratives and themes, so he doesn't have to explain every little bit of every little part of all his societies. He just has to give you a basic framework where we are, we can already attach what we know about how the how the our world operates.
0: So there's there's two things I kind of want to ask you about that. Um, mm-hmm. So first, I, I just want to say at least it, it is rare, especially in manga, to to see those kind of. Um, race and prejudice issues, especially American race and prejudice issues um, come up in a, in a Japanese manga, but I, I, it's not a one-to-one, you know, it's not, you know, uh, Fisher tiger is not Malcolm X uh, in everything right. that he does. It's,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and especially how Oda twists the story. And, and you talked about, you know, the, the fallacy at least of reverse racism and how, kind of Arlong represents that. And I think in a different way, Hody Jones, uh, representing that, Mm -hmm. um, there there's, I mean, he's definitely telling a story that uses a lot of the racial undertones of what this country has gone through. Um, but I'm wondering what you think about, like how, since it's not one-to-one, how you kind of digest that kind of story, like, especially with Hody and, um, the 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 scene I think in particular that the children are watching uh, with uh, a and, cl-
1: and the clan the clan
4: hoods and the
0: clan hoods yeah mm-hmm. that's true too forgot about that like how yeah. how he executes on all of that um, just generally
1: well, I think he 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 Oda seems aware enough of the history where he can kind of like interpret it but part of developing a narrative you still have to make these characters your own. And give them motivations because, like, if he just did a one-for-one parallel, it'd be kind of boring. There'd be yes. no twist. So, so like Odahime, who's the queen, not the king, <laughs> Martin Luther Queen. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's,
4: she's
1: literal. Yeah, she's literally she's literally ro- royalty. So her action, she never enc- she never really encouraged her citizens to do anything. She kind of like took everything upon herself. Which was not the way Martin Luther King was activated. Martin Luther King mm. was trying to activate the populace. And also he had a, a he had a context for the poor as well. Yeah. Hodie he made like often help poor people. Like there's that one scene where that uh that one guy was a criminal. He was stealing from someone, she came like slapped some sense into him. <laughs> That's about the extent of how she dealt with class and poverty in that sense. It was mainly about integration and desegregation. Yeah. Now the Ho- the Hody Jones stuff is interesting. So like he's literally a great white shark, <laughs> which, is, which is which is awesome. <laughs> I fucking love that. But like he is also 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 a victim of oppression, and like the fact that he had black hair initially, and when they took the steroids steroid drugs, the super drugs, he got white hair it was also fascinating. The fact that he's trying to be something Brian, they were that evil he wasn't. drugs, evil but drugs. the evil drugs, the evil stuff. <laughs> <dude. laughs> so that's also interesting. The fact that like he was kind of denying who he was to become something else. And I wonder if that's, was a symbolic of kind of like people internalizing their oppression to become like their oppressor.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really interesting because like on one hand, I think the fishmen do represent African-American struggle in this country, but then you also have stuff like Hody Jones, which kind of represent white supremacy in this country.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, to, I mean, definitely it's the, the passed on hatred, um, that, that idea like coming from nothing, which I think is, you know, it's just baked into their brains and brainwashed in such a way that they turn yeah. into
1: that. I mean, and, and it, and it's the ultimate tragedy of like, uh, years, if not centuries of systemic oppression, just like, mm-hmm. you don't even see it anymore. You don't even know why it exists why yeah. there is stratification.
3: Brian like how you're saying how Arlong Park was uh basically a facsimile of uh of Shiranui there's that panel where it talks about all the fisherman island kids would go up just to look at the lights of Shabandi Park. It's what they wanted to go it was like their all their dream but they could never do it. Um so when Arlong had the chance that's what he made for himself cuz it's what he wanted even if he had to like attack these people who had been harming his people for for however many hundreds of years that it was happening, um, it's really what he wanted was just to live in that world that was above them, literally above them.
1: And everyone, and not everyone knows now that like Arlong was a disciple of a uh, kind of disciple, quote unquote, of uh, fisherman, Fisher Tiger. Mm-hmm. So this is Arlong's defense. If anything, Arlong proved that Arlong's the example of like the uh, neoliberal kind of like good capitalist, <laughs> <laughs> where he was like, he was Wait, like I haven't heard hey, this I, before.
0: I'm curious. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, there's a history, in our, like, black Americans weren't often able to participate in the economy of America the same way white Americans were. Right. So, like, we couldn't go to pools, we couldn't shop in certain stores, we couldn't drink certain soda products, if you look up the history of Coca-Cola and Pepsi in this country. Jeez. Yeah. Not surprised, so, but, yeah. Yeah. So, like, the fact that, like, we had to develop our own economies is what Arlong did with Arlong Park. I mean, the, that whole arc is literally about money and power and how those
0: mm. things are related. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that hits into Nami's story a lot, too, there. Um, somewhat unrelated to the discussion of him, but that's an interesting way of looking about it. Like, so, And I, I also kind of think that Arlong and Jim Bay are, you know, that two sides of the same coin thing where it's kind of like Fisher-Tiger's um, animosity um, versus Fisher-Tiger's um kind of trying to, like, yearning for, like, some sort of um, uh, compromise. Like, I don't even know what to
3: yep. call yeah, it. it yeah. It's absolutely not a not a coincidence that Nami and Jinbei have been shown to become really close in the crew. I mean, there's yeah. multiple times where they're hugging, or she's like, oh, Jinbei-chan.
1: like oh, riding on, mm. him, on his back.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I forgot um, about
0: that. Yeah, in Whole yeah it's, yeah.
3: it's a, that scene where she goes on about how Obviously, she's never going to forgive Arlong because of what he personally did to her family. But she understands the problems of the and people, and I don't want to be like, "Oh, this is like white guilt," but like that is how people should react.
1: Mm-hmm. If anything, it's Jinbei's guilt for yes. how, like, what Arlong did to Nami. Uh, another quick, interesting point is the fact that they couldn't—the Fishmen who were literally swimming in the water couldn't go on land. It's almost mm-hmm. the opposite of how. Uh, There's a fuck. I can't remember the name of this book. I have it, but if you just look it up, how pool culture in America was affected by segregation as well. I've
0: heard. I think I know what you're talking. I mean,
1: yeah. So like, oftentimes, uh, black Americans couldn't swim in the same pool at the same time as uh, white Americans. Uh, If it wasn't like literally segregated, or just like, no, you can't swim here at all, or if they just had like designated swim time. So that's another fascinating kind of analogy with the. The Fishman in *American Prejudice*.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, I, I know, look, I know Oda has we we discussed recently his like the amount of literature he has in his um in his studio, and I'm wondering how much of this is like uh, us drawing parallels, and how much of this is him being like, no, this is like kind of what I was trying to convey here, um, which is a good well, question. He
1: also, he's also a fan of like American hip hop and rap, and I oh mean, yeah. Yeah, it's loaded it with how and uh, cinema. Yeah, and cinema. Yeah, it's loaded with how like oppression is affected of certain communities in our in our society.
0: Yeah, I'm I I I don't I, I'm not saying that I think you're drawing parallels where they aren't. I'm just I'm wondering which things are you know things that he's purposely putting in there. Some of them are very obvious and on their face, which is why like kind of how we started this discussion. You know, it's pretty overt. A lot of it. But the mm-hmm. stuff like about polls, like maybe, but I don't know. Oh, another something. thing,
1: I, and sorry. Another thing I, I wanted to mention uh, is the fact that Jill was kind of talking about this. Is that Sheik Avara is both a, pol- a polarizing figure because a lot on the left he's seen as like a hero, and then obviously on the right he's like one of the one of the greatest villains of history. Mm-hmm. And if anything, that's also Fishman Tiger. Like there's there's like no revolution is perfect. And also, no heroes or, no heroes of revolutions are perfect either. I mean, fucking Che murdered, uh, or killed, executed his uh, political rivals once they like overthrew the uh, the fascist regime that was CIA propped in Cuba. So, wow. <laughs> so like all these actions like affect generations later. Ah, uh, so the same thing with like Arlong and Jimbei being the second, uh, first generation of Fishman Tiger, and then Hody Jones being essentially the second generation of Fishman Tiger.
0: Maybe I'm tiger. looking, maybe I'm looking too far into this, and I'm definitely looking too far into this. But maybe Frog No Hippo is about how you interpret that shirt. Maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, do you see the passive frog, or do you see the aggressive <laughs> hippo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Might be it. I think. I mean, that's if if we want to look at more recent events too. I think like Odin is another good example of Oda using a character and saying these are perceptions of this person versus how he actually, you know, behaved in real life. You know, we're all human beings. We all do things we don't want to do, but we also do. You know, I, I think also history is written by the winners this is something mm-hmm. that Doflamingo explicitly says. One of um, the greatest
1: lines in that in that arc.
0: Agreed, yeah. and I, I think that's you know the world. Some people in the world know Fisher Tiger as as you said the the great hero, and other people in that world probably do not see him that way. Um, and us as readers see are able to see the real that real person in, in the work, which is a, a cool thing. You're not able to do as much in real life.
3: Yeah. Something that Oda has pretty much explicitly said in a lot of different points is that, uh, obviously in the real world, nothing's going to cure racism right off the way, but getting to know each other, um, the, the discussion, um, how should I put it? Oda koala says that we are afraid of fishmen. Because we don't know them, we don't understand mm. them. Which the government perpetuates because it makes them stay underwater. Um, they yeah. can't even get to know each other to to learn to like each other, or even learn that they're real people. Yeah. Um, when you dehumanize yeah. these people um, in the story and in real life, um, it, it makes it so people they won't have rights because they're not they're not even on your level. Um, and the whole scene with Jimbei and Luffy sharing blood, becoming equal in that way um, with all of Fishman Island looking on and everything about the children. like They're like, oh, we want the hero hats. Um, maybe we can go up to the sea and get or get up to the surface and bring them back. Really just showing how the next generation, the more and more who get to know each other, it can help out those prejudices.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually thinking, like Brian, our discussion about what's going on in the world now, Uh, with the Black Lives Matter um, protests. I don't know when I'm posting this, which is why I am. I assume they will be continuing for quite some time, though. Um, You know, because I don't, you know, I was in a a very Jewish school. We didn't have, um, uh, you know, a lot of diversity in it. You know, I don't, I'm not unfortunately privy to a lot of the privilege and struggle, uh, privilege we had and struggle that, Uh, African-Americans in this country have beyond what you learn in, in textbooks and uh, from teachers, you know, because you don't, you don't have that opportunity to like be amongst all types of people. As I think, I think like all I'm saying is I think that Mm -hmm. that would be a real boon for society or for the next generation or whatever generation ends up being, to be able to create a world where we could really understand and be empathetic toward each other. And I think that's what Oda is like, kind of, I mean, obviously it's, it's not even the next generation, but the, his idea about the next, the children, uh, in Fishman Island, particularly, I think that presents such a cool idea to like look for. And that's what fiction I think could do. It's like, Oh, this is what it could be like.
1: Yeah, totally. It's, it's art imitating life, but, like, the not the, the, the point of art. But, like, you know, one of the, one of the art's many uh, uh, advantages is to tell story to both bolster and create a new imagination to create, create a new possibility. Uh, I've been using a line recently over the past couple of years to remind people about the struggle. Like, I, I mainly grew up in a middle-class, middle-working-class uh, middle black uh community so it was like black and Hispanic latino uh, almost predominantly but I always have to remind people that uh, my dad grew up in uh Texas in the south and I was like he went through segregated schools his whole life mm-hmm. like literally he was he when he graduated high school it was the last segregated school uh high school in in Texas wow yeah so I have to remind people that I was like hey my dad went to segregated schools which also means your parents went to segregated schools Mm-hmm. And we never, we never, caught We never flipped the other side of it. It's just like, oh, uh, black people went to segregated schools. Like, no, white people went to segregated schools too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 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 like with Jill's point when she was mentioning how, um, like, you she mentioned the uh, the the blood, uh, how that was like a rule, a, an actual law, both in an American society, how like there was no blood mixing, but uh, the fact that Luffy and Jinbei kind of broke that ancient law is how. Like the world government also enforces the segregation through like uh, militarism and, and control and authoritarian control. Because like they didn't yeah. know why that rule existed. They just it's been around for a while and everyone just followed it. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, that's I think I, I want to transition to the next topic. I see what you're doing. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how certain rules get played in the world of one piece that exists the hierarchies and the prejudice and look no further than the world nobles. Ah, uh, the Tenriobito for other people them as, is that they want to maintain a hierarchy and a power structure, and how they do that is through a uh, certain uh, segregation. Obviously, the I mean, it's already a, a difficult world to seem to uh, a difficult world to transition. Uh, tr- sorry, not transition to like travel across because of the seg uh the, because of the Grand Line, because of the way the islands are broken up and the Grand Line uh and the Red Line itself. So they keep people separated. They maintain like a control with their Kings who kind of like dictate to their civilians, like how things should operate. I'm sure there's a taxation thing in play.
4: Oh well, yeah. They give yeah, a tribute. Mom.
1: Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Tribute. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they, based on if you give appropriate tribute and if you form one of the member nations, you get protection under the Navy. Also, uh, uh, war, warlords to kind of help facilitate that as well.
3: And if you don't they're going to make you build a bridge to nowhere.
1: Right? <laughs> right. So you're
3: either with them or they will straight up enslave your entire people.
0: Yeah.
3: are yeah. as uh, the people I still on, want to like, know Disco. what that's
0: all about but yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: As, as the people in Disco and Shabba is like oh we don't have slavery here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No go ahead yeah uh it, it's fascinating the way that again odo's built a world which we can all understand and under uh we can all relate to simply because we can look into our own authoritarian structures around the world uh imperialism capitalism and just how we know that there's a hierarchy between the rich and the poor and if you live in a, a country with a monarchy it's like hey we'll never be royals but this is just the way the system exists and like japan still has an emperor if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they do.
0: It's constitutional monarchy, but it's he's he's there. They yep. still name the year after after him and all that. Um, I, I This this topic kind of, it's kind of related to the previous one and this one, but it's making me think a little bit um, about Saul and uh, in Robin's flashback about how he is a giant who was kind of, people were prejudiced about what kind of giant he was even. Um, and... I was thinking about my, you, you were talking about like segregated schools. My grandfather, you know, f- fought in the military and experienced a lot of anti-Semitism there. Um, and I remember as he was uh, like in the last years of his life, um, he turned into kind of the Hody Jones, the the Jewish version of Hody Jones, in which he was just like, I saw that kind of uh, side of him that I hadn't seen where he didn't trust anyone who wasn't Jewish because of the stuff that he went through.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and, you know, it, it makes me think like, even in the system of government in one piece, um, <clears throat> there, there is a lot of that kind of racism. And I think they use Jim as like a prop in a lot of yeah. it as one of the seven warlords. Yeah, So Definitely. I think that's a good example too. It's like, Oh, we have to keep Jim so that the Fishman Island people are, you know, calm and they don't, Come out and riot against us or whatever yeah. it is Same but, with Hancock yeah. And Hancock too is a good yeah. example
1: Tokenism and representation
0: Yeah and It kind of existing in this Like system and even like Garp who isn't a minority But it definitely has You know we don't even quite know why He he uh, has the feelings He does about the Celestial Dragons other than He might be a more upstanding individual Than a lot of uh, Marines
1: um, mm-hmm. But he's still willing to go along with this corrupt system. Yes. Yes.
3: And his son is the head of the revolution, which means something must have happened there. Something we happened. You don't know Dragon's backstory at all, but you don't just come from a military family to right. become head of revolution unless something happens like
1: that. Totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that reveal.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in that too. Especially since they look nothing alike. <laughs> What's <going on> there?
1: <laughs> I always assume, like, did he get, like, surgery to make himself look different? He <laughs> does <laughs> like, don't want to look like Garb. <laughs> Yeah, mom got a nose job there. It like Um, skipped a generation (laughs) because Luffy looks like (laughs) Garp.
0: He does, yeah, Um, yeah. I don't know where Dragon's design came from, but that's a whole other topic. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm super curious about that. It's like if um, I'm trying to think of even like an example here, like a, a major U.S. general's son grew up and became um like the head of al-qaeda like i'm trying to like think of what the opposite of that would be and i'm um, not sure it
2: is like a real world like uh comparison, no. comparison but we all like get it though like where yes. yeah like we've seen like the the uh, the person who's an authority and then like their children just totally disavow like what they were about you know i mean just even like megan markle i guess like in uh harry yeah. right prince harry like where yeah. boom, prince harry is no longer part of the monarchy Whereas he was totally with it for so long and then boom, now everything has changed and he's disavowed that. So, um, yeah,
1: I guess that would be a, a example. Sort I, of sorts, huh? I I've example. been theorizing that whatever dragons reason to cause the revolution has to do with Luffy's mom. I'm really hoping. Oh, I totally yeah, agree. That's
3: a good
4: it,
3: point. It's, um, I don't, who was it? It's <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't want to like, I'm, am I getting my circle figures mixed up? Hey, uh, Cheney sucks. Everyone understands this. Uh, he's mm-hmm. absolutely awful. But isn't his Liz isn't, Cheney? What Liz Chaney also Cheney.
0: sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his is daughter. his daughter
3: the one who's a lesbian?
0: Yes. 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 One of them.
3: Like the only good thing about Cheney is that he rolled back on his views and admitted it to support yeah. his daughter. Yeah. Um, which. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have to know someone for that change yes. to be made in your mind to be a better person. Absolutely. But it at least it happens.
2: Yeah. Um, if anything, I would say back then, like, because like he did like two thousand, like early two thousands, right? Yeah, like two thousand six. I feel like,
0: break. yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: yeah that's like, right. PT culture like wasn't as formed no. as it is today. But yeah, like I, I agree with you. Like, whereas like there's something that's right, and you would hope that they would just sort of go for it just because it's right versus Oh,
1: now yeah. I know somebody who's suffering. But, okay, But that's, that's the thing that's very interesting. It's, he came out for that, even though the Bush in even 2000 ran on a very anti, anti-gay, anti-gay marriage platform. It's part of the reason why he got the re- religious right correl- correlation behind him. But the, the reason being is that he, they suffered no political power in giving that mm-hmm. away. Like yeah. he's only the VP, and like obviously, I would hope he'd want to defend his daughter's rights. <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah, but but it's like, like the whatever. minimum he could have done there, the minimum, it's the right. absolute <laughs> minimum, yeah. Absolutely.
1: And I'm, and that's what's so shocking. He even did that. I'm like, wow. And like Jill said, look, it's like but, because but he needs somebody.
0: Brian, that was like two or three hearts ago. So we don't even know how he feels now. <laughs> I cannot
1: believe he's still alive. It's, honestly, He's, he's, he? He, he's more oh, machine than man. Thought he was dead. No, he's probably no, I mean, like he that too. He's Vader. He's he Vader, Vader and the Emperor.
0: No, he's, he's probably competent. more grievous or something like that. Uh, not to get oh. all prequel about it. Um, <laughs> he's 79. He's only yes. Oh, he got his wow. first heart attack, by the way, in his like 30s. So he's mm. he's been um that was and the I remember, first attempt
3: God made. Yeah, he's <laughs> been trying. Look, God's his been doing his heart best. Heart take him out.
0: God's doing his best. It's not his fault. Um no, so I was gonna say <laughs> cheney used to go to the hospital at my uh college uh in dc and i just remember how many times he went there for surgery it was like constantly um Mm. he's he's terrible he's the worst (laughs) like most of the reason we're here um yeah but but
1: but like but it's interesting because that they don't lose any power from that and similar to allowing like a tokenism with uh Saul and jimbe to be a part of like the world government uh, military structures in fact they don't lose any power by kind of like tossing a couple of yeah favored ones the bone because but it doesn't upset the hierarchy like the world nobles still stay in control so dick cheney says yeah i I believe like uh gay people should have rights because my daughter's also in the lgbt community but i'm still not completely reversing my stances on gay marriage
0: Look, I Our didn't know we line. would be talking about tokenism, but it's it's a good subject actually, because like Jinbei... I'm like thinking about the timeline there. Jinbei got the uh Seven Warlord invitation right after Fisher Tiger was killed by the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's oh. like soon after. Like not <laughs> immediately after, but it's mm-hmm. kinda nuts, um yeah. when you think about it. I mean I understand yeah, how the Jinbei government
2: did control like uh and poll- yeah, Bowman's poll- and uh yeah. riots like take out the leaders, but You know do it in a smart way that doesn't like really implicate you so i mean you know and right sorry go ahead
1: yeah sorry they're yeah assassinate the leaders but also control the narrative like we saw what they tried to pull during the war by shutting Mm -hmm. off all the cameras
3: yeah 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 Um, it's like even more um outright with the tokenism um correct me if i'm wrong but in mother carmel's flashback um she's she said, God is letting these two giants, they should repent for what is going on. And wasn't one of them John Giant? And she was working on behalf of the government to get them to join the government. He was the first yes. giant part of the, yes. the military?
1: Yeah, she yes. mentioned how she, uh, grew, because of her connection to Elbeth Giants, that was able... That's why John Giant joined the Marines. Yes, You're right. yes. Yeah.
3: So, our yeah. working with the military to get these other races, because having someone... Prominently of that race in their military Would calm down the rest Yep Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good uh, point I always forget that
0: I'm very interested to see how this all Fleshes out as the series Begins to conclude I mean I think Whole Cake Island is a great Example of an arc that like Had a lot of that Kind of stuff in the undercurrent they Didn't really address it necessarily Directly but there were there was a lot of um, Mention of the different Races of the world and her stature without like
1: yeah (laughs)
3: big mom's dream is to have a tea party with everyone at the same eye level i mean she's batshit but that's a pretty good dream
1: what what big mom's doing and what's brilliant she's basically building her own world government she's doing right what the world government did but in her own way literally marrying into everything but (laughs) 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 maintaining her own (laughs) rules her own society they they pay different type of tax which is their soul tax uh, she offers protection, just like the world government. She has her like sons and her little Tart Armada, and like if I'm also going to put this into it, um, uh, an automated mechanized force which she use, that she controls, which are the uh, mm. the chess soldiers. And the world yeah. government now has the pacifistas, oh. which haven't shown up again, but we know there's a new model. So it's now we're talking about automization and militarization. So now you have unthinking basic uh, just drones, yeah, drones. And- to just, like, perform the action without questioning the, the the order.
3: Also, um, Derma. Derma with their clones. Literally oh. clones who mm. will put their bodies, like, make a wall. Literally. They have no thought. They have to do exactly what the royalty says. It was, Isn't that what happened at the Lincoln
0: it. Memorial, like, a few days ago? Um, <laughs> that was just... Never mind. Uh, so... I missed this. No, it was, uh, I'll show you later after we're done. Um... Okay. What was I gonna say? So... I I, I think I also wanted to ask you, related to current events, and let's see if I can remember what I was going to ask before I finish this sentence. Um, What were we just talking about before
1: this? (laughs) Uh, Big Mom, uh, automation, uh, her control. And militarization. Yeah, tokenism. Oh,
0: this is is what I was going to ask. I remember. Thank you. Um, So I, I think one of the big things happening in the real world today is I think... For the first time in our history we're really looking at the police and being like what's going on here um and i you know i'm curious both in the real world and in the one piece world like how do you implement systemic reform uh reform to a system that's like so ingrained in a society and what does that look like? And I, I'm I'm both curious in in real life and in in the One Piece world. And I think Oda has been kind of setting that up when you have people like to to bring it back to One Piece, uh, Smoker and Fujitora, which already is starting the the wheels there dismantling the Seven Warlords system. Um, I, I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on not just the the militarization and authoritarian uh, control aspect of it, but how do you Pick yourself up from that and build a future from out of that.
1: I think some of the best things that's happening uh, in our culture is the fact that cell phones exist and cell phone cameras exist. Yes, uh, because for these, this has been a problem with our our uh, police for a long time. I mean, look mm-hmm. back at ancient uh, ancient God. <laughs> look back at footage of the civil rights movement with basic fire hoses and dogs and protesters. Look at the Stonewall riots. Also, yeah. a riot when like literally LGBT people in like New York were being like oppressed and beaten mm-hmm. by police officers.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and like this is this is time immemorial. I think the thing that would help our culture and even if I'm gonna try to relate to One Piece. You don't like,
0: have to. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's fair. Uh, it has to be community control. We have to like have a say so on who how we're governed and who governs us. So there's often like talking about uh, community policing. Like the that means like they don't like the police officers don't answer to like uh, the mayor, the commissioners, they answer to the public. So if a cop gets out of line, we can choose to fire that person or not.
0: So like making it an elected position? Yeah. I'm just curious, because that's a good yeah, idea. Like they're, yeah, they're like
1: that. directly answerable to us, because like now it's like, if a cop mistreats someone in a, in a community, we have to go and complain, and then ideally, that per- that complaint will be heard by a, a board yeah. who's hopefully elected. But now it's like, hey, why don't we just directly say who can be a cop and who can't? It's the actually, community.
0: I don't know why I'm saying actually, but it is really weird that a position like that isn't an elected position. I mean, there's a lot of those in the United States um, specifically, but.
3: The, and the police union is basically its own branch of government at this point. Um, yeah. It's insane how much power they have to just immunity for these cops just to do whatever. Because the cops are the ones who look into their own issues with cops. It's just cops like cops dealing with cops. cops. It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> it's, it's its own gang, too. I mean, in L.A. we had the Rampart scandal. Uh, mm. The late '90s, maybe early aughts, about how they were basically their own gang. They were intimidating wit- witnesses. They were hiding evidence. They were like benefiting from like uh, drug busts and things of that nature. Uh, my 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 dad's uh, former LAPD. He retired in '97, 25 years on the force. And if anyone taught me to be the most skeptical about law enforcement, was my dad. Like I've been to all the police functions. I went to like their celebrity golf tournaments i'd been to the academy i know cops at least growing up with it and i can tell you even the the way the police have changed in the last 20 years is something i didn't foresee because when my dad was a police officer wearing a bot wearing body armor was like optional like sometimes they'd have it like under their shirt but that's about it it wasn't like mandatory now if you look at every cop on the street they were like fully padded up mm mm-hmm. The escalation mm-hmm. has increased. The militarization. Militarization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, and I, I blame two things for that. It was both the North Hollywood shooting, which was like the not shooting, North Hollywood bank robbery that happened like the late 90s. It was like these like bank bank robbers had like fully armored up with like assault rifles, and I think they killed like one or two officers. So they had to escalate for that. And 9-11. So now it's not even just how they are presented is also the rules that they can enact on the citizens to maintain uh uh to counter terrorism. So it's like we got yeah the (laughs) Patriarch stop and frisk. It's always like, hey, if anything looks a little suspicious, see something, say something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um no, it's insane. Um I, I think I mean that's definitely something that the entire country has gone through, even like little suburban towns have tanks and you know like yeah. insane Look,
1: insane no further than ferguson yeah one yeah. of my ex, yeah one of my exes she was a uh, she was a journalist she worked for a money marketplace and she was a producer and she went out to ferguson so i got firsthand from her all the like the crazy bullshit they were doing the journalists out there
3: my uh, yeah. friend last night was detained at an in and out when there was a tank outside um because the police officers thought that there might be a protest happening inside the In-N-Out when even the manager had no idea what was happening in Vegas. It, like, what? literally for, like, hours. But there wasn't a protest? They no, just No, it was them people anyway. just getting in and out Jesus. God. I mean, sure, In-N-Out is pretty busy. I don't know why they thought it was a <laughs> protest. These <laughs> the are one criminal. Nearby. Get rid of them. <laughs> but, but it um, is um, insane how these cops can't de-escalate situations. They're deliberately making it worse um it's you would think like brian you're talking about how cameras are the pretty much the best weapon we have against them um it is insane how even though you would think that the cops would realize that at this point every single person in america literally has their eyes on them it doesn't seem to matter yeah,
1: because they don't care. They've never faced any real consequences for their action. And yeah. when we're dealing with that over a hundred years or so, think about what the world government's been doing to the in the one, world of One Piece for eight hundred years. Mm-hmm. The world nobles can literally like ride on people as slaves and property, and then kick them in the street, and then steal like people's like, oh, that's your fiance. Who cares? I'm I'm marrying her now.
0: No because they also they also have the entire power of it's exactly what you're saying they, they have the entire power of the government the police force the military whatever yeah. you want to call it behind them what are you gonna do daylight.
3: Yeah. Broad yeah. daylight and when they tried to um control the narrative by um paying off oh Lord what's the bird's oh, yeah. name oh Morgan's yeah they oh, tried yeah. to make sure that what the they wanted what was printed and props to him for not doing that but yeah uh, big news yeah. Morgans see really that, stepped that they're trying up to control there. everything and yeah i
1: Sorry, that's a good point about controlling the narrative, but sorry, I interrupted
3: you. No, I'm just saying, still, I'll be honest, I don't know how much I trust the snail phones at all times. We've shown that they can interrupt them, but these are, like, this isn't, like, the internet. These are straight-up controlled by, like, telepathic brainwaves. I'm sure there's a way that the government is working with those.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, We don't even know how these things were made. No. And, and how far back have we seen the snail phones? Teleth- that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, definitely made, in, you
3: know, in O'Hara... Um, I didn't see them in Skypea. Yeah,
1: right.
0: They and didn't so have the any flashbacks. Uh, not
1: what? even Roger's flashback. They didn't have
3: one? No, but they had an Ohara like and that was around is, the
0: same time, I think. Yeah.
3: It would be interesting okay. to me to know if these were all from one island that were spread around to the other islands. Uh-huh.
2: I I think I keep wondering dumbass. if technology is like just coming up now. I mean now they have video, right? Yeah. It is
1: <laughs> even in like, even in Wano they had a video. system.
0: Smart snails. Yeah.
1: Smails. Sm- yeah, it seems I, like a new thing. I think uh, they, it might be a double fruit, and I might think I think it might be a, a Vegapunk devil fruit infusion.
0: I, huh. Maybe. I like the transponder snails are an interesting piece of technology.
2: Uh, yeah, I It's one of those I, things
3: I, that I don't know if Oda's ever gonna delve more into. It <laughs> might just be part of the world or it yeah. might be it a bigger plot.
2: Uh-huh. Like he needed some sort of communication type of deal. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I, we know like we're getting really uh, whichever we're, we're everywhere at this point. Um, Frankie does make wild snails into snail phones, and he does say they're easy to make. So mm. it seems to be a democratized technology.
3: Also, the um, German ones—I uh, don't know where those came from. The which ones giant were those? snails.
0: Oh, oh, I oh the ships, that. yeah, they're yeah.
3: Awesome.
0: Oh, those were awesome. I like the <laughs> I like the snail ships that go up the red line. I'm
1: like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was impressive.
3: Oh, and uh, with authoritarianism, literally controlling who can go to what parts of the Grand Line, like they choose yes. who's allowed to go up and down the Red Line, while everyone who's trying to do it legally has to go through Fishman Island,
0: and mm. and the government could go through the Calm Belt perfectly fine because they yeah. have that like weird technology. They could cheat the system. Um, yeah, yeah, and so, they control.
1: It seems like they control the technology through Vegapunk.
0: So I, you- I guess, I, so I guess the answer in the One Piece world. Uh, hopefully, our own too is the democratization of the of the world government, so that it actually represents the people instead of representing <clears throat> the what is yeah. it the group
2: of the one, elites? The, yeah, the celestial the one percent.
0: But... Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, we don't even know who's at the top in the One Piece world so far. We've got Emu, yeah. but we, we know nothing about it um, at yeah. all.
0: Yeah. So, so that's I, it's the gonna empty be throne. it's gonna be Jeff Bezos, guys. I hate to tell you. It's, <laughs> what if it just looked like jeff bezos it's just like this bald oh, no. <laughs> guy with, um <laughs> trying to think of i mean or, or just like some super well he's a trillionaire now um yeah well like he be fine
1: emu, we don't even understand their motivation so it's no. like are they we were they would yeah if does he have some sort of sure magical
2: control him? does he have money like what is like making these these people were supposed to be the top bow down right
0: yeah yeah, they, yeah. Like this, so this is like the, the supposed quote-unquote gods of this world, the Celestial Dragons, bow down to this guy. who The, 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 the top of the Celestial know. Dragons bow to this guy. So Yeah, yeah and,
3: right. and it's a secret from the world. It's not even like, yeah. oh, everyone knows about this mysterious... Yeah, they went figure. to the
2: back-back back. Yeah, to, to, to bow down to this guy, and he is like, okay, <laughs> let's stab some pictures.
1: That's this is a secret crazy. room
0: in the secret building, and then there's that <laughs> straw hat there, and what's that all about? There's a lot.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I still... I still profess that the the five elders themselves are also um, are immortal.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I love that theory. Really, yeah,
1: I've had that since uh, God uh, O'Hara,
3: because yeah, I, I like that. Terrible, idea not the
1: show, uh, not the show. Their ages twenty years ago.
0: <clears throat> no, look, if you're gonna get frozen in time, do it before you're like eighty. Um, who wants to be an eighty <laughs> year old for their whole life? And thing? we know
1: immortality exists now, so I'm just saying
3: that's true. <laughs> it worries I, like, me, but yes.
0: Yeah, there's. I mean, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential here. Um, I did want to get to your third point. I don't have a good transition here. Uh, sure. In freedom uh, versus, well, comfort we talking
1: about we were talking about how people can potentially liberate themselves. So okay, another, big thing, Thank you. another big thing. Another big thing. Yeah. Another big thing in One Piece is I would say is freedom versus comfort. So whenever the Straw Hats go to a new island, there's except for like Punk Hazard, which didn't really have a society, but you know, brown beers people
0: toad coats the toad coats uh, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah there there's always like a community or a culture or a civilization that's in place that's operating kind of like at, at a status quo uh, whether it's under like a, a a secretly oppressive regime like at Dressrosa or like a religious regime like in Skypiea so the straw hats come through and they fuck everything up from challenging the the system or the authority that's in place usually uh, and like when they do that they're because they're pirates they're the bad guys but when everything when the dust settles they're usually regarded as the heroes for giving people their freedom under the, these usually corrupt regimes uh, so I think that's an important notion to remember in like revolt revolution uprising or even riot structures is the fact that like there's there's usually a purpose or an underlying goal that caused these Revolts, riots to happen. That if people can get out of their comfort zone, which is usually what a revolt is, it's disrupt, it's disrupting the status quo, disrupting comfort. Is that there may be a freedom that attached to that that has to be gained when all the people in society participate and kind of like rally under, like, yes, this is what we want. This is what's needed. We want to destroy systems of inequality. We want to achieve real justice. We want to achieve. Brian. Hello?
0: I mean, Jill, do you want to finish your topic? I'll just I'll patch Brian back in when he comes in.
3: something I think is so important about One Piece, um, that I absolutely love is Oda's okay. So LGBT with Oda, very hit or miss. Um some of them are phenomenal, some of them are very much not. Um but I don't <laughs> think anyone could deny that he likes the LGBT community. Um yeah,
4: well, yeah
1: like them as what I'm hoping, up, yeah. They're all heroes. None of them are villains. Yeah. yeah, That's true. yeah. He
3: depicts them as people who, uh, the fact that LGBT in real life are such a um, marginalized community, that, and there's so much about sexual revolution, gender revolution, about freedom of self. And then they are a part, a huge major part of the revolution in one piece. Um, literally they, the, the meeting of the, the leaders are done on Kamabaka Island, which is- yep. Where the LGB community in One Piece is based, hit or miss. That island is pretty terrible, but like (laughs) that is where they're based. And inside, it's really annoying because
0: that could be an LGBTQ island of like in an awesome way and not in the way it was. Yeah, real rough. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Jill.
3: No worries. But like literally in hell itself, in Impel Down, which is pretty much the worst of the atrocities that are happening on a daily basis to anyone Mm. locked up, regardless if they're Someone like Arlong, who's thrown in there, who committed atrocities, or someone like Tom, who was thrown in there simply because he was defending his son um, and he built a ship of dreams for the Pirate King. They're all thrown in there. It is the seat of—it's a prison. It is what it is. It's a prison that the government uses to put all their dissenters in, and inside that prison is their— they're queer hell, <laughs> they they're, uh, they're home for all these LGBT people who have their queen, who party, they've got food, they keep an eye on everything going on, and they pull people out of hell into their own. and I think it's so important that they're part such a main part of the revolution in this series. Mm-hmm. Stonewall was a riot. I, I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's fascinating the fact that um, that uh, Eva Coff, we know she, uh, she he was thrown in there. Because of like the association, the revolutionary. revolutionary. But what they, yeah. But like we'd never see the crime that they did. It's just like ah, you're a revolutionary, go in there. And there's a history, especially in this country. I know around the world, you look at like any oppressive or religious state where there's like stringent uh, rules against the LGBT community. Is the fact that like you'll just be thrown in jail because you're you're gay or someone calls you gay. And like yeah. that that kind of oppression, especially in the trans community, is very much apparent. In uh, societies across the world. So, like, I imagine that there are a lot of people who are thrown in impel down simply because they didn't fit a certain established order. And Ivakov provided a refuge for those people, just like, hey, this is a home away from all that. Like, the first person we see yeah. Ivakov like a uh, gender transition was that one. Dude, who's like, hey, I'm in here because you you changed my dad. You made him a woman, and he was like, your dad wanted to be a woman, dude. You <laughs> couldn't accept that. <laughs> so like, so like son like daughter, and he like turned him into a woman, and I was like, hey, this is this is something that was a part of you, you didn't you were fighting so hard to be against. But now we're going to liberate you. And another one versus freedom versus comfort, <laughs> like giving people their freedom to be who they are, as opposed to the comfort of maintaining the status quo.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a great I think Evenkoff, so I, I think about the, I've, we've discussed this story a million times, I think on this show, but the Evenkoff was based off of a real person that um, Oda knew and eventually became the voice actor for Evenkoff until they got in trouble with a tattoo, a really ridiculous uh, scandal. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in Japan, don't show...
1: That's
0: an app. What? <laughs>
1: That shouldn't have happened. It was such such no. a bullshit
4: reason.
0: Oh yeah, and, and he was such a good voice actor. He was like not. Not only was Evenkov based on him, but he also was like the only voice like I could imagine being Evenkov. He was so good at it. Um, and it and it's still really disappointing. But kind of to go to your point, Jill, it does show that at least Oda's heart seems to be in the right place because he yeah. At least seems he really looked up to him. It seemed like, um, yeah, as far as I, I can tell.
3: It, this isn't like the ooh, like Oda's weird like conceptions of communities thing. But he he clearly likes the LGBT community, even even when a lot of the details and a lot of the characters are so far from what is reality. Right. Um, but he he doesn't put them as villains. Like, right. yeah.
1: do you want to talk about why why they're why it's a problem? Because it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah, the case I mean, be
4: educated.
3: It is. I there's. It's so strange to me how he does this. Because there are characters that are absolutely phenomenal. Ivanov uh, himself, um, Inazuma is phenomenal. Um, yeah, Bon Clay, um, and uh, most of the people in Impel Down are pretty great. Although Eva's choice of using, uh, I guess, uh, the the gender change hormone as a punishment is very bad i hate that that happened but everyone else in there seems happy as they are and that is great and they're just it doesn't even matter what gender they're presenting as they're wearing what they want that's fantastic but then you go to kamabaka island where we literally have these stereotypes of and they're not they you can Transgender people and gender expression self can look any way they want. That is totally fine. I will call you by whatever pronouns you want. If you want to have hairy legs and a dress and a beard, that is awesome. But when that is the only people that is shown on Kamabaka Island and they are shown as terrifying, literally eating people um, and chasing after Sanji to force him into a dress, that's a problem because that is playing on the stereotypes of what people believe is going to happen if trans, uh, if they always think like, "Oh, if a trans woman goes into the restroom, they're just going to prey on women," um, which is absolutely untrue. But that's the kind of, this is the kind of nightmare that they seem to think of as Kamabaka Island.
4: Yeah, yeah, wow.
1: It's it's part of the line of like, uh, the gay, uh, gay panic, really, yeah. Yeah. and it's specifically coming from a lot of dudes where it's just like. Oh, they're going to come after me and they're going to make me gay and that kind of stuff. So, like, it's, it's even
0: trans panic, I, I think.
1: I, I, like, yeah, I'm it's like, a
3: lot of trans panic.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, in this country, uh, there's so many, like, uh, so many trans women and sometimes trans men, too, who are. In fact, there was a trans man who was just uh, killed a mm. couple of days ago. Yeah. Who were was- victims of violence because of, like, this kind of, like, ridiculous attitude.
3: Yeah, I read somewhere yesterday that the average life expectancy for a Black trans woman was 35 years old. Holy um, crap! Which is just That's, horrific. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a it's a serious problem. That like, I I, I would hope it's in your, are and Jill, you're absolutely right, Jill, because the fact that like Oda does these characters who are positive characters, but not always portrayed in the most positive ways. I think, he's, I think he's thinking he's softening the blow. And this is where we get into, like, where there can be still problematic allies to, to a situation where it's like, I love the fact that he has these characters in there. And, like, since the world The One Piece is filled with broad and over-the-top characters, it's kind of okay to have someone like Ivakov. It doesn't mm-hmm. That doesn't yes. hurt the thing. But when you go to Kamabaka, Kamabaka Island, yeah. and it's like, that's the only representation. It's like, I get what you're doing, man. I get you think you're being funny, but like there's, if you don't do the opposite side of that, then it's just a problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And I'm hoping things will change. Cause you know, like, um, like well, I'm hearing like how nascent, coming. like how, yeah, how nascent it is like in Japan, I guess like to like have like a sort of like LGBT, um, awareness or like a support and allyship of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I'm hoping that like it will grow in time, that we will like as we're gonna be exploring the revolutionary army, we are gonna see like better characters. at least that's my hope, because yeah. well, we have
1: mm-hmm. we have one in Wano and that's Kiku.
3: Yes, which oh, is yeah. great.
1: Yeah.
0: Kiku is great. Kiku's I love amazing.
1: Kiku.
3: Yeah. Okay, I don't remember. Has Sanji's met Kiku, right? Like we haven't had any she, issues he swooned,
0: there. he swooned a little or he was uh he was angry that Kinemon got all the ladies. Um, yes Sanji is definitely the most problematic character (laughs) I I think this goes without saying I think um sorry Maddie and Steve uh but like Sanji has definitely and we I don't think we've shied about this on the show in the past and you know the, the this does not excuse everything that has already been said but Oda doing this in 2009 and 2010 um you know, he's obviously already grown with what he's done with Kiku in 2019, 2020. Um, and I hope I pray that that continues and that it yeah. does not devolve back into something yeah. else.
1: Yeah. Be really, really like Sanji's problematic nature. I can, I can laugh at because I, because I recognize that Oda is presenting it as a problem. The fact right,
0: that he yeah. behaves it. At least he gets beat up. Yes, every time
1: but if he but if he has a similar reaction to kiko maybe would, the best thing he could do is use kiku as an example to where sanji recognizes where he was in error before
0: yeah
3: I, yeah there's like there's only yeah. two good ways to put it it's either that happens or sanji just never says anything <laughs> right.
1: If, right if he has a negative reaction the fact that like uh kiku is identifies as a woman but is a, was born a man, then I would really have issues
3: with what Asante yeah. does. Yeah, I really, that's pretty much my nightmare scenario with those characters right now, so.
0: Are, are any of you, so I, I stopped watching the show a long time ago, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know if any of you still watch it, no. but I know.
2: I haven't meaning to. I know what you're
1: talking about.
0: <laughs> you do or you don't?
1: I know what episode you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen very much, but the the I've I've heard about the story at least. Like, so I watched like the first like I don't know six seasons. It's still going. It's been going on forever. Um, and there, there's this character who had a relationship with a trans woman and was very embarrassed about it and was really prickish about it and was terrible about it. And he comes out later in the story. So like, e- like even you know to show that oh, Sanji's insecurity is what makes him a prick. Like. That uh, that I think is at least an interesting character study, versus just him being a awful person in in a lot of these situations. Like it doesn't yeah. you don't need a character to be redeemed. You could have a shitty character and it be interesting as long as it is clear that they are being a, yeah,
4: shitty, character. a shitty character. Yeah, mm, absolutely.
3: Yeah. I, I, this doesn't have a ton to do uh, with the topic, but uh, something that's interesting in the One Piece community, at least with fan art and fanfic is a lot of people have responded to Sanji by just making him non-binary. Like huh. a lot of people have just made Sanji gender fluid. Cause they're like, we don't want to deal with him being terrible <laughs> anymore. And we're just going to, we thought he looked pretty good in Kamabaka. So it's a, uh, an interesting Look, we take. We all that thought Sanji
0: looked that. good in Kamabaka. That, that's not, <laughs> uh, uh, No, but like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's, that's like a hard thing to reconcile. I think, the majority of the one piece community agrees with that in one way or the other. Just like, I remember even us in 2009, much less cultured individuals than we are today. were like, Ooh, this is just, Ooh, I remember those cover stories where Sanji was being chased, as you said, uh, on Kamabaka. And it's just, that was just like super. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's
3: because it's like, yeah, on hand, Sanji being, Sanji being chased by someone is funny because he's usually the one chasing, exactly. but when he's being chased by characters, Of what what gay panic is, that's when it's the big issue. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like I remember even watching back then, like wishing that like he took more from the experience than like, oh no, I got chased, you know, by trans. Oh, that was the worst part about it. Yeah. yeah is
0: that what he took away from it is no i'm gonna be even worse and yeah and, and be more lurid and you know and blood yeah. will sp- sp- spill out yeah, that
2: you will almost die like cannon, like as a canon thing you yes. know because you love women or you miss women that much i guess but yeah and then in so fishman real-
3: island he was given blood by the two trans nurses just to hammer that in yeah
1: <laughs> That God, was, and then and it's sad because this is the way Otis sees he's punishing Sanji.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's the problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although we all want Sanji punished, but not like you know, not at the expense of others. Right. Um. I. I mean, to get on, get back, complete one eighty on the on the freedom discussion. Uh, we were talking Brian a little bit before the show about Luffy's aspect. Uh, Luffy's uh perspective. Um, more specifically. Um, on freedom and, and, you know, what that entails and, you know, what it, what it means. And, and we talked a little bit about allyship too. Um, and I I think it's interesting, you know, how do you perceive Luffy as like, you know, often he enters himself into these, into other people's struggles and, you know, punches the guy who deserves to be punched. Um, I, I'm wondering, yeah, how you how you take that his his politics.
1: Oda, Oda does several interesting things with Luffy. First off, he doesn't have internal monologue, so he never like has to like second guess or ratchet himself about the right thing or question himself about the right thing to do. He just has, and he's done this one several times. He has instinct. He he literally looks at a situation, and says, "This person's a problem. This person's not a problem. This person is emotional emotional intelligence." Sure, yeah, but and, and, and that comes from part of just like how he doesn't have to think about anything. There's no external force manipulating how he participates in society and his concept of freedom. Mm-hmm. like he see, He sees something that's oppressive, and he's like, "I'm going to strike out against that, but especially when it's something that uh, is harming someone who is uh, nice to him or he perceives as being nice.
3: yeah, and uh, Luffy likes to help people who help themselves. He's not just gonna help people who are sitting on their luck, um, just being like, Kobe. "Well, I guess it's the way it is." Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. If they are fighting themselves, struggling against the system, he'll help them.
4: Yeah,
1: and it'll, and he'll get them to recognize how they can best help themselves as well. Like with Vivi, when like Vivi's like, "You're suffering. Yeah. You're you're killing yourself. No one wants you to die. So ask us to help you." Same thing with Nami. She was like, literally stabbing herself in the arm. Not until she said, "Help me," he's like, "All right, let's do this." uh it, it, it's a it's a he's definitely an agent of chaos he's definitely an agent of change and he's definitely pulling people out of their comfort zones even if that zone is like them. he's like no don't suffer and die live and keep living this is one of the things i have about like the fairy tale na- nature of one piece uh everyone complains about obviously the the will of p <laughs> <laughs> Pal. And, yeah I would just like anyone. Anyway, and like, there's only been like one character who's broken this theory I have about like what, why Odo often doesn't have characters who re- reach ultimate ends and, and die. And to me, the series was all about like the hopeful fantasy element that like everything will be all right in the end. So when Pell lives in the end and after like sacrificing himself from Alabasta, he still made the sacrifice, the the necessary sacrifice was made for the narrative because if he didn't do that the revolution would have failed or no uh, the battle everyone would have died or people would have died in the plaza the crocodile would have succeeded so he, someone needed to take that bomb up and have it explode his death is not relevant for the fact that he did the deed that helped the good guys succeed in the end and um and the fact that like the only time they you saw the first time you saw real uh death and consequence within the story of luffy's journey was ace and whitebeard and i i figured part of the reason that happens because luffy wasn't all together literally his crew wasn't there and he recognized that he didn't have them after jimbe pulled him back and he's like he had that confrontation after the flashback when luffy said i'm weak so i thought that was why through the course of the series, people didn't die on the course of his adventures because things always worked out in the end. Now, the one the one character who's broken that mold so far is Pedro, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. and
4: we're yeah, hoping the if-
1: United States like
2: that, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, like well, not because I hated Pedro, but at the same time, we want the stakes to be a little higher, you know, versus yeah. just like a, you know, fantasy land, you know, like what you're saying. Like we don't want like these are like real world things are like harder, more complex and harder to talk about. And they don't have fantasy endings all the time. Um, So I think it was sort of invalidated.
1: Yeah, but we are dealing with a fantasy story and I think wants us to lose that that fantasy. And if, if anything, I've, I, this is my argument for carrot on the crew is the fact, I think Pedro died for carrot. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Luffy wasn't there. If you if that's all oh no or oh no I no, forget was he still there yeah he went into the mirror world fighting, at some point yeah. there yeah I can't I yeah, couldn't remember he had a career at the time or? Yeah, yeah
1: I think yeah. he's running, running away before he went in the mirror
0: I'm, I'm pretty have sure to look at that again yeah um I I don't know it's kind of making me think of that quote you know the uh, I think Martin Luther King the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends toward justice um oh, well. which God you know we all hope uh, but yeah all right in, in,
4: well, in the sit
1: on our hands
0: not if we that's true that's a good point but i I think in the one piece world um it's it's a much quicker arc you know Uh, it's it's you could see it throughout the series like oh we are headed toward this but you're you're absolutely right brian it's because luffy and crew and others don't sit on their hands Mm -hmm. and i think that's like one of the most important you learn that like when you meet as i said before when you meet kobe Like the very beginning of the series, you're like, "Oh, you're just gonna sit here for twenty years and be enslaved by this uh, this woman." Okay, fine. I'm not gonna help you if if you're not gonna do anything about it. Like it's once you're yeah, episode one. Once you are yeah, chill. Go ahead.
3: Luffy helps those who help themselves, even if he has to push them to believe in themselves to stand up. That's what he does.
0: And I think, like, kind of all- bring bringing things back around, like the best thing we could do for other people is to help them help themselves. You know, like help help them in in struggle, and and actually act and do as much as we can uh, when we yeah. see other people in need.
1: What's also, what's also great is the fact, that even within the first two basic arcs of One Piece, you see both two moral imperatives and moral structures. You see the pirate moral structure, which is the criminal moral structure in Alvida. She's like, I'm the boss. Uh, you gotta do what I say. I know we're criminals, but what can you do? I'm stronger than you. And then you get the other side of it, which is uh, Axan Morgan, which he's like, I'm the boss. I have the authority. I'm literally a commander. This is the world order. Mm-hmm. You can't say anything about it because I have more power than you. Yeah, And I- Luffy, in both sex se- um, Luffy in both sections is like, fuck that noise. They're wrong. Be free. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna punch yeah, you in the face. I, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's so important that I mean, literally up till Smoker, which is what chapter near a hundred or something, yeah, up like, until I, Smoker, I, I, there is not a single good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, there's no good Marines up till Smoker. Um, yeah. Who yeah. is even then? He's still like part of this system. He's still the bad that
0: is, guy. Awful. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and. Anyone who reads one piece and thinks it's de- Oda doesn't have a political message to say is an idiot. It's all right there. Um, yeah. Which is why I totally believe that there's going to be a civil war between the the inside the marines in one piece. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the
0: inevitable. writing's on the
3: wall at this point. We have yeah. those Absolutely. who are defecting who are going against their orders because of what they know is oh, true. Oh, the uh,
0: the thing with that Drake, what was the the order? I keep thinking of the agent of Spork, which is what we named it, but it was a uh, what was it called again? Sword, sword. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and that seems, I, I don't know, but doesn't it seem like it's a covert against the Celestial Dragons, like a covert agency to like yeah, find I, out more?
4: I don't know. I assume
1: Sword is the same agency that probably Corazon was a part of. I think it's just an undercover like marine operation.
0: Yeah, but it yeah, seems but we, to be against. They're, like, take they're, number, they're yeah. not telling the Celestial Dragons about it. It's not Cypher Pole, yeah. it's the yeah, military. We, which we, is we haven't talked
3: about Cypher Pole, which is just these oh yeah yeah i mean assassins spies descendants uh there are those people
0: in the streets who cover their badges so that they could do whatever the hell they want Uh, no
3: they're the ones undercover inside the riot
0: oh yeah you're right the ones who are very obvious i'm not a cop what are you talking about um
1: (laughs) yeah if, if i'm going to point out this real quick i mean cia operations have been operating all over the world like uh dethroning and assassinating and like it's it's our spy network essentially but also it's no secret
0: to anyone yeah
1: it shouldn't be be. (laughs) but uh the uh the notion of a coin tell pro if you don't know what that is look it up it's coins c-o-i-n tell t-e-l pro p-r-o all one word it's basically what the u.s government did to infiltrate and to uh delegitimize uh Radical, usually leftist, if not exclusively leftist movements in the United States. So, like the Black Panthers, uh, what's his face? Uh, Cesar Chavez, Martin Luther King. They all had like agents within their organizations that were trying to like manipulate and dethrone and provide information. So, for the feds to better, quote unquote, handle these radical elements that existed in American society. So, that's what CP9. Yeah, look it up. CP9. I'm I'm
0: looking at the Wikipedia article.
1: Yeah. So CP9 was basically that. they White, uh, not Whitebeard, God damn, Iceberg <laughs> was seen as being a radical element because he had access to something he shouldn't have, a weapon. So yeah. they were like, hey, we gotta find this thing. We gotta like infiltrate this and we're going to find all your dirty secrets. Oh, you don't have the weapon anymore. You used to be connected to Tom. Oh, your former partner, Cuddy Flam, still alive. We're going to go harass him now and deal with that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And- Part of the, yeah. the controlling of information. It's not like he had even built the weapon. They just knew that he might have the the blueprints to a weapon that may, in the future, be used against the government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Want we to just make, can't you know. have that threat. That threat can't be out there. Not even that it's yeah. Not even that it's going to be used. Not even that it exists. Just that Which the idea that. of it.
3: The whole yeah. issue with Robin, who can yeah. See?
1: Yeah, that was a yeah. too. But now we also have another <laughs> weapon. We know is a person. So that's, right. It's going kind to of a yeah. new uh, ethical uh, implication with Shirahoshi.
0: Not if the government could get her first. Um, I mean, the Celestial yeah,
3: dragons already tried.
0: They did. Uh <laughs> I would well, yeah. Um what was they I, I going to say?
1: One her for her power. They don't even know about that yet to our knowledge.
0: That's true. Mm. I mean, you could even say especially with totalitarian regimes uh, the idea of putting down intelligence and not allowing education to happen. I think Robin's like a good example. All of that stuff in O'Hara is like, that is a, a extremely, that is something that happens in the real world. It's I mean, not, it's like, not the, like made up with yeah
1: Not Nazi book burnings. That's essentially Absolutely. what happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I mean, there's
2: even just like muting like scientific discussions, you know, it's like, like, that's a mm-hmm. common thing unfortunately stem cell research <laughs>
0: <laughs> climate change um yeah would be i guess the capitalist version of uh of cp9 uh, or cp whichever cb 8 i forgot which one went into ohara no the the uh, corporations must must be allowed to continue uh, we even gonna... <laughs>
3: had uh, in one piece the government taking children to be experimented on, Oof, like, on we gasp. straight up had that oh, happen yeah. And then they just lied to the populace saying, oh, your kids are just lost or something. Yeah, I'm
2: surprised that punk hazard hasn't really gotten more um, yeah. attention. And like, I guess like in the more current under modern times, you yeah, like exactly that, like where we have seen people being kidnapped, you Human know, trafficking, or, or like the yeah. Exactly.
3: And, yeah. I mean, yeah. law yeah, straight up it, says in that arc, he is breaking the wheel. Uh, things are changing very fast in one piece right now. And law has, like he stated that that's what's happening. The gear of change It's, been broken. He did it with the big cut. He did it li- literally and figuratively that things in one piece are going to derail very fast.
0: And Jill, it's because people remember that color spread with all the major players in one piece. It's because all these people are throwing wrenches into the gears of society, uh, which is the metaphor that Oda is using that, that kind of change or that some kind of change is able to be enacted, whether good or bad. Um, so and, this, is,
1: this is an example where odin understands a like revolutionary structure where the, the the I think it's Marx maybe or Lenin, maybe it's Lenin who said like people should don't quote me on it, I don't know who said it, but basically people should throw their body on the gears of this of the machine to stop it. Wow, yeah, that's a quote, so it's like odin knows what he's doing when he's talking about gears and wheels it's, it's not, <laughs> yeah.
0: I should have been looking for the, his uh, political philosophy books, I guess, when uh, uh, in the magazine instead of looking at his artistic <laughs> design <laughs> choices.
3: Um, uh, something yeah. I, I do want to bring it back because um, it applies to both freedom and comfort, and I don't think we talked about it enough when we talk about race. Um, um oh, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. It's my favorite arc. Um, Me too. But you go from the skypeans who are this literally angelic culture they've got their life up in the clouds they all they have to do to keep uh, their idyllic life is to absolutely obey every law that god puts down to the extent where he can read your mind <laughs> and if he finds any kind of de- uh any kind of defense against him anyone who's going against it any
2: direction, will- yeah
3: these ridiculous laws by the uh by the military there which I- it's something I forgot until I reread it, but, like, coming aboard uh, onto Skypea without um, without permission ended up causing, like, crime after crime that added up to them right, to a ridiculous right. amount. And then they caused a fee that they obviously couldn't pay, much like a lot of bails nowadays.
4: Mm. Yeah. Um,
1: good point. And, yeah, good point.
3: Yeah, it, it just caused it to be, like, oh, you can't do this. Ridiculous task you can't pay this Ridiculous fee just that you didn't even Know you were incurring oh well Then I guess you're only the only Thing that can happen is death mm. Um, and we Will make isn't our own citizens bring you to That fate because we will kill Them if they don't
1: Yeah not even just in the capitalist structure But isn't there a thing in the catholic Like tithing or Like do you have to give a certain Amount of money to the catholic church and or like f- Be forgiven a certain like
4: Oh,
3: that. And I think Mormons just have to do it. But yeah, like tithing, I believe it's like, um, back in the day before, um, the original, before Martin Luther's, um, the theses or whatever it was, um, part of the issue was people would just pay the church. The rich people would just pay the church and have their sins put away. Well, the poor people had to deal with, I guess, other tasks. I'm not sure off the top of my head.
1: Sure. Because they they didn't have any money to pay. They probably had to become servants of the church.
3: Yeah. Um, So there's all that. But the idyllic life that these Skypeans are, even though there's an authoritarian regime that's literally listening to their thoughts and forcing them to comply, at the same time, they are still absolutely destroying the way of life for the native Shandians, um, who were brought there against their will on their own Mm. literal land, the only land there. Immediately forced out of it because the uh, the older Skypians, uh, the older God thought that this would now belong to him, and none of these people can Manif- live on it.
1: Manifest destiny.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of parallels in, in Skypea in particular. To it's it's a maybe one of the reasons it resonates a lot with Americans is because there's a lot of American history. <laughs> we're even talking about i mean yeah, obviously a there's a lot thing. of japanese history too but yeah
2: uh, like it, it correlates so heavily though with our culture we recognize it um after one or two watches uh i remember even like back at funimation like uh my coworker worker you know like during skypea was able to pick up on those tones immediately and it yeah. it, it it's wild to me like um, like how much, uh, I guess, like this sort of world history all correlates with what we got. Maybe Oda has studied very well in world history. I don't know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shandians are so, so very obviously supposed to be they Native are. Americans. Um, they have, I mean, literally Oda takes like totem poles and put's them out there. Like yeah. every little, yeah. like every yeah. they are, they are recognizable is there. Yeah. but I, I mean, I'm, sh- the, I'm sure. Uh,
0: the, I'm sure there's a little bit about the Ainu culture because oh, Japan did sure. a very I was similar. About that. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, for Full Metal I Alchemist, culture, I think it was a ish. little more. Yeah, obviously, I, I felt Ainu. Like more
2: Middle Eastern, if if anything, but yeah,
0: that's uh-huh. I. Th- I think she took her cues oh, from that, fallen. but the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's, uh, it's,
1: it's, yeah, it's interesting because. Uh, There's another thing we're talking about. Like Odo is like close to my age. So he definitely grew up in an age where like the notion of like quote unquote cowboys and Indians was like a Mm -hmm. very much not that wasn't just an American thing. Everybody in the world knew about like John Uh. Wayne, like all those stories. So I'm sure he grew up with that understanding that like and remember, like one of his first comics was Wanted, which was a cowboy tale. Oh yeah. Um, So he so he's definitely familiar with like indigenous and Native American culture, if not just through American cinema. And with <laughs> just a basic understanding, how uh, indigenous people are normally always portrayed as like. Yeah.
2: I mean, we saw in a, um what's the Korean movie? um Crap on it. The one, the Oscars and all. Oh, uh, Parasite. 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 There we go. Yeah, exactly. Like where, you know, the little boy, you know, in a rich Korean household yeah, uh, yeah, wants this. to play Indians. Yeah. The Indian party of this year, like last year. So, yeah. um uh, at first, I questioned, like, how much do they know about that until that movie came out? And I was like, oh, they're having a, a whole party over that still. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because, of, because of Hollywood. Hollywood exported a lot of our culture around the world. And if you look at through the 50s, when cowboy movies were huge, a lot of that culture was, like, uh cowboys and indians it's the black hat and the and the white hat and indigenous people in the movie are always portrayed as quote-unquote savages they're always just they didn't often even have character names they were just like a force of nature that if you're in a wagon across the plains oh my god we're being sacked by indians and that would be the thing so if anything like wipers nature in in one piece and the tandoorians the fact that they were often they like your first introduction to these characters he's just like a raiding savage yeah and over time you're like oh no they actually have a legit claim to this land there's a lot of history here these characters are complex Nell's the fucker wiper's not the fucker and you kind of like understand it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really <laughs> and cool and- how it showed us both
2: perspectives of yeah. the argument also yeah i mean it was it, it we felt exactly like how um how um the angel people. I forget what their names are. Um, uh, yeah. Sky. Are they sky? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sky. Yeah. yeah. Like how they felt. And then we got to see the natives uh, like, and like their story immediately. Um, that's pretty brilliant. Like how we got to feel both sides too. We felt the fear that um of not knowing them before, but then actually getting to know them, we get to see both sides of the argument and I guess both perspectives that sort of leading to them not understanding each other.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think that one character. of the, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just saying like their honor and their history and why they're doing the thing they're doing because of Kaligara in the past.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably my favorite flashback in the entire series. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't doesn't have the one piece care it doesn't have our straw hats in there, but I think it's so important because it, it, it's such an amazing way to show the history of all these people and uh and the connections that they have to the modern day. Um, it's
1: definitely it definitely uh, is another example of like race and prejudice because when Nolan yeah. landed on uh, the what used to be jaya he i mean he was he he wasn't prejudiced against the uh, shandorians but the shandorians were definitely prejudiced against him mm-hmm. and and then they learned to like respect each other's cultures and like science versus their uh this uh i guess tribal faith i think that's the best way i can describe it right now yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah um and then in the end um when NL destroys Skypea and all the clouds that they live on they all have to live together on the verse they all have to live together right. on Shandian land and get and cooperate with each other cuz that's the only place left
1: which is i mean we're still dealing with like the, the struggle of the indigenous people in this country and yeah. in Canada today with like a standing
0: or, and and Israel and Palestine is is yeah. one that sometimes pops into Ooh. my head too. Yeah. Um, There's some heavy, heavy. issues,
2: <laughs> heavy heavy issues. And I did, uh, I'm just learning about that particular thing. Um, what you said, like living on the same planet, you know, like that's, that's not yeah. something that like I reacted to until just this moment. It's like that's cool. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I th- I think what's really cool about that that whole discussion just now, it you know. What, when when you go in Oda wants you to confront your preconceived notions about wiper and about the shandians he's like he wants you your first prejudiced thoughts almost to to race to your head like yeah. oh these are just savages yeah. i don't really care about them um but then when you learn you're like it it's such a good example what he's doing there is like by example by illustration he's like you should not judge people immediately by what they look like uh, try and dig deeper and I think he does that with Fishman too like there's obviously a lot going on there even though this one guy did something terrible to Nami uh, a character we care about doesn't mean that all of these people are bad and or whatever it might be you know it's mm-hmm. it's a really interesting
4: you literally, you literally, there's what, literally what?
1: that line series. that line is literally in the series like even though not you hurt me I don't judge all Fishmen that way is what Nami oh, okay. said
0: I, it's, I must have been i was i was reading through it a little bit earlier so that must be in my head um, i'm not purposely thing, stealing
1: <laughs> another thing we didn't really talk about and this definitely deals with like race in the americans not just in america is den uh tom's uh, younger brother i think has, has a where well, he explains like kind of the ge- geology ge- geology
0: gene- genealogy genealogy, Thank genealogy.
1: you Uh, of the fishman how like hey uh, a fishman and a merman can like have a baby and it doesn't determine what the baby looks like it's just we're all family uh there's no like differentiation between us and it's very similar to how and in in the americans when the because of the slave trade they, they certain places put certain rules on who can uh mingle in the the most polite way to say it and who couldn't. So what's fascinating was in the, the English, like in Jamaica and, uh, and uh, the Americas, like there was very hard rules about like uh black and white people could not be intermarried and could not have physical relationships, but in Spanish and maybe some of the French colonies, there were no rules like that in place. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a lot of the South American cultures, they're a lot, they're a lot more diverse and mixed up. It's because,
0: like, right. That's what it's called.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there and there's a lot of like terms and names that like they I don't know what's yeah yeah I I forgot them all. That's
0: it's a it's a good point. Um, so yeah, this has been a really good and interesting discussion. We don't get the opportunity to to like delve into this kind of stuff. I think you know I definitely it's a scary, it's scary to relate the real world to fiction and you also don't want to, um, and the other way around even more so because you don't want to diminish, um, real life causes by making it, you know, look, you know, look like one thing or the other. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, fiction does a, I think Brian, this is, this might be how you put it as well uh fiction does a, a really good job at at least making us look at ourselves um and you know looking at the problems we have here, you know it inspires both yeah. ways um absolutely yeah and yeah.
1: and ed, and educate too yeah like ed, it's yeah,
0: yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i that, mean like, most importantly yeah
1: yeah, yeah,
2: I mean absolutely like it like if anything I would like to say is like this is like why one piece is my favorite, and like many many people of color world it's a worldwide you know like everyone like a lot of people around the world love this series because they're able to read their own um their own stories to into this you know like they they can see it, it's more it's like the month of the most global anime i would say because it it reaches to a lot of the struggles that a lot of us are aware of and it it inspires us honestly to do better it's like we we I guess, like what you said, part of fantasy we want wanted to stay fantasy, um for that reason of inspiration. Yeah. Also,
4: yeah, right. uh, well also that
1: was Oda's intent to have it uh, more, more global. Like yeah. that's why it's the more broader designs, like people with curly hair, people with short hair, people with straight mm-hmm. hair, people with full lips, people of various sizes, men, women, and like you can like when I see Usopp, I think of my cousin. Yeah, even- yeah. It's just like guys like, oh, I know guys like that. I know yeah. guys that like care like that. <laughs> exactly.
0: You know people with noses like that. <laughs>
2: well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs>
4: um.
0: No. Yeah. And and even like this discussion, I've learned a ton. Um. And uh, you know, having these discussions, I think, are really important. Um. Sometimes scary to have, but we were talking about freedom versus comfort. Um, I'm not sure. I think Brian, didn't you mention something about comfort? I don't even know if we got to that subject.
1: Uh, I think like I kind of was on the comfort thing before I got like cut off. But uh, oh, I'm sorry, it's mainly just like no, no, you guys didn't cut me off. My I mean, Skype,
0: sucks. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: it's mainly the issue that like when things are a status quo, that's when people are comfortable. So if you look at right now with the uh, Black Lives Matter protests against police brutality. A lot of people don't understand what the police has, what the police system has done to people in our our our, in our, in our uh, country. It's because they've been they're comfortable. Like the police mm-hmm. isn't their oppressor. So when they see black people and uh, brown people and just people in color by and large saying like, "Hey, we have issues with the way police police us." Some people, white people, also upper class people, say, what are you talking about? We're all fine. The police are here to protect us. And I say, no, the police are here to protect you, (laughs) not necessarily us. And until, like like what Jill was saying earlier, until we learn to know different people and their different experiences, they have no way of bursting their bubble unless it happens to them, just like with Dick Cheney, unless it happens to them personally. Mm -hmm. And then if they even have that opportunity where it happens to them personally they may already have generations and time of how they view the place and how they view situations where they could have their skull cracked and they're like "Ah, eh, maybe I deserve I it, deserve or maybe it. A- yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean that's that's why it's sorry my dog just came in that's why it's so important I think for people to get out of their bubble as much as they can and travel mm-hmm. and uh, talk to people of different races and cultures and types and ages and all of that. Yeah,
4: listen,
1: listen to them.
3: Yeah. There's More no excuse for ignorance in this day and age. You, ha- the internet is a thing. Um, it's you can reach out to anyone in the world. The keep up, keep up with the news. Talk to people. There's no excuse to be ignorant about these things, unless your excuse is I don't care. And then there's that's yeah. just worse. That's mm. complete lack of empathy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so b- before we round off first of all want to say black lives matter and please support all of the organizations out there what we put a list out on uh, our Twitter and we'll put it out on uh, the description for this as well Um, Brian is there anything uh, anything you want to promote or tell people about
1: Uh, I think I mean my Twitter handle Kings are all one word uh animation success stories podcast check us up we should have new episodes soon hopefully but i just want to say any action or any speaking up you take is acceptable and if you make mistakes that's okay learn from them listen to people telling you you've made a mistake don't immediately get defensive and just like you know try to be a decent person and and if you don't have any let's deal that if you have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all
3: (laughs) because twitter won't forget
0: Right. That's true But <laughs> yeah no I, I agree with that Like I'm sure there are a lot of people out there Who are learning for the first time About what what's going on And what's been going on for a long time um, And their opinions are changing And as long as it's changing You know that's that's what's important As long as you you end up In the right place today And uh, apologize and make amends um, mm-hmm. Yeah uh, God's will where could people find you
2: uh you can find me at Godswill Ugwa Junior. That's my full name on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I run a podcast called That's Dope Podcast where we talk, try to talk about dope things. Uh trying to get an episode out for this Black Lives Matters uh movement. Um, you know, with a few other YouTubers and such, um, internet personalities who have gone to protests to get their perspective on it. Um, but um Honestly, like I'm grateful for One Piece once again. You know, for also being like an outlet for a lot of um, a lot of our feelings, for sure. You know, like um, you know, we the, the black community, at least for me, uh, we feel depleted and tired and just a little hopeless. But at the same time, hopeful. Um, and I'm, I'm, for me personally, I'm really hopeful uh, because of how many allies we have. Um, I'm really happy that we have a lot of people who are coming to our side. Uh, and at least trying to hear our stories hear our perspective on this um so yeah just like to what you guys were saying um it's okay like if you didn't if you weren't aware of it before you know all that matters is like here we are now you know what are you going to do are you going to help us who need help you know or are you going to sit back and just be indifferent you yeah. so know that's my two cents
0: thank you godswell appreciate it uh jail where could people find you
3: um, you can find me at Pirates Unlock on Twitter. Uh, obviously, this month is hard for pretty much everyone, but I would like to wish a happy Pride Month to all of the community um, yeah. and remind them that more mm-hmm. than ever, the Black and other POC members of our community belong there and we should be treating them just as well as we treat everyone else and we need to stand with them. And remember, Stonewall was a riot started by Black trans women um, and we need, to, we need to step up our game with everyone who needs every marginalized community needs to stand together so
4: yeah well absolutely
0: said. yeah yeah so um that's gonna do it i hope we could do something like this more often this was this was a lot yeah, this of was fun. great
2: yeah I-, I learned a lot
0: me too yeah. i mean yeah yeah um really interesting stuff not just like learned a lot about the world and the one piece world um yeah. and i hope everyone out there enjoyed it too um yeah, well, uh, see you next time, everyone. My name is Zach. Goodbye, everyone.
2: Bye.
4: Bye. We fight together.